Today we have legendary comedian. I'm a huge fan. He's the host of SiriusXM's What a Joke. Tom Papa in studio. Dad, can you help me with my math homework? No, I'm not giving you the answers. Then I'm in the bathroom on YouTube. How do you add fractions with different bottoms? We are covering Super Bowl 25. The Buffalo Bills versus the legendary New York Giants. Yeah, this was a stacked team. Do you ever perform in Buffalo? Yeah. What are your thoughts on the city? I didn't go back. <laughs> this game, watching in my tiny apartment on this tiny TV, it's just so memorable. And it reminded me of every Super Bowl I was in. Touchdown, Buffalo! seemed like this was going to be Buffalo's night. It gets down all the way to his last kick. No one was in their seat. We were just lying on the ground, holding each other, not looking. Just so insane. We're going to lose. Like, there's no part of you that thinks he's going to miss it. No good. Wide right. Games with Names is a production of iHeartRadio. Welcome to Games with Names presented by WinBet. On today's episode, we are talking Super Bowl 25. That is right, folks. And I'm not saying that is right. That is wide right. The wide right game with the Giants versus the Buffalo Bills. And we speak with old Tom Papa. It was good to get his perspective. Lifelong Giants fan. Had some awesome stories. We get into his New York sports fandom we get into his old green room stories with jerry seinfeld the guy who may have put him under his arm i think so he said he uh rode those coattails to the top he said he rode him to the top can't to, blame him there to the tippity tippity top not a bad set of coattails to ride and, and you can't talk new york giants without talking lawrence taylor lt okay he has some lt stories in there and then we wrap it up with breaking down the most heartbreaking missed field goals of all time. Top five list. Top five, top five. Make sure you check out Games With Names on YouTube, Instagram, X, Snapchat, and TikTok. At Games With Names. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Comment a game you want us to do. And remember, rate and review. Call us now. We could call us 424-291-2290. 424-291-2290. Leave a message for some game wrecks. Maybe some of your old war stories about these iconic games. Or maybe just some advice. Jackie and I are always in for advice. I don't know, Kyler. He's always thinks he has the advice. We're so wise, bro. Whatever. Just call in, folks. Games with Names is brought to you by WinBet. WinBet brings the excitement of Win Las Vegas and Encore Boston Harbor to your phone. Join WinBet today and bet with the official online gaming product from Win Resorts. Let's go. January 27th, 1991. Tampa Stadium, Tampa, Florida. The New York football giants are leading the Bills 20 to 19. With eight seconds left, Scott Norwood lines up for the 47 yard kick. This, this is Wide Rise. Bum, bum, bum. EA Sports. <laughs> that was awesome. 
Welcome to Games with Names presented by WinBet. Today we have Tom Papa in studio, legendary comedian. I'm a huge fan. His latest book, We're All in It Together, So Make Room, is out now. He's the host of SiriusXM's What a Joke. And catch him on a tour in a city near you. Tom, thanks for coming to the studio. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. No, and I got to introduce you to Jack and Kyler. They're part of our Tom, show. Tom, what's up? Hey, kids. Nice Those, to see you. They're the ones that keep this thing going. You know, what are you up to these days? Uh, well, I'm just coming home after the tour. It was, uh, tour. I went really, really hard mm -hmm. from uh, all year, but particularly like September through right now, just slamming everywhere. How many shows? Oh, man. You know, I never add it up. Yeah. Because that's uh, my kind of my philosophy in life. Don't do the math. Yeah. <laughs> Don't add up how many more days you're going to see your parents. Don't add up how, how many times you're on the road. I own my website. I have a map and it puts all the little dots of where I'm going. I don't even like seeing that. Yeah. I just like to knock them off as they, yeah. as they come. But from September till now, every weekend and then a bunch of dates in between yeah. during the weeks. Yeah. So it's been really, it's been great. I mean, all playing all these great theaters, and it's been amazing. But it's good to be home. That that, that life's got to be tough. I mean, I became real close with Sam Moreau, and we did our first season together of Games with Names. Yeah, and and scheduling for yeah you know, with a comedian who's full time, and that's part of your guys' job. That's your reps. That's how yeah. you guys prepare for when you're getting your big shit. And I, I've I've kind of learned that through Sam. Yeah, I mean, he would go every night to the cellar. I know, and then he would go do the tour thing. Yeah, and that's a tough way of living, man. You guys really got to love it, or you got to be fucked up in the head. One yeah. of the two. <laughs> One of the two. Yeah, you you got to treat it. You got to treat it with respect because it actually when I was kind of really starting to go on tour, uh, I was having that conversation with my uncle yeah. and he said a thing that I always kept, which is you have to treat this like an athlete. Yeah. Like you really have to do all the things, get your sleep, get your exercise, eat right. You can't just go out there. Then there are guys that do it. They just drink after shows and do whatever. Yeah. And it's like, that'll kill you. So I really just kind of took it really seriously. And it's uh, in some, the, the travel's hard but what a blessing like you're in this room with people and everyone's just laughing every single night it's pretty fortunate i mean it's 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 a way of catching your high you yeah. know like a comedian loves to get that laugh an athlete loves the high of competing and yeah. why we're here we're here to talk about one of the most legendary competitions in the national football league that springboarded so many stories and coaches and like livelihoods of, of the game. And it's the matchup of Super Bowl 25 between the Buffalo Bills. And what, what number was this on theirs? Is this number four? This was the one. Oh, this is the this first one? This kicked off the losing This kicked streak. off. The <laughs> Buffalo Bills versus the legendary New York Jets, LT New York Jets. Wide right. Bill Pellarcel's New York Giants. Jets. Oh, boy. Giants. New York Jesus. Giants. What are we doing? <laughs> Giants. That's like Bizarro World NFL. Yeah. I, I, well, it, it technically was true with Parcells. He was a New York Jet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He and Bill, yep. Bavaro didn't go. No, but we are doing the wide right game. Why'd you pick this game, Tom? Why, why, why are we going this route? I am a Giants fan, which is very tough to say right now. 
uh, in this current year. I was Tommy DeVito. I yeah, it is pretty great. Uh, <laughs> it is so great. It actually is kind of interesting. Like when we'll get into it, I'm sure. But Hofstetler, who filled in for Phil Sims and takes them to this victory. He's kind of a DeVito kind of a guy. Yeah. He's like, you know, got knocked around. He's just a sub. And then he just finds himself in this crazy, fortunate position. Literally. So I love the Giants. Sub. I was I was out of school. I, I grew up in New Jersey. I went to school in New Jersey. And this is even before I was a comedian. I think this is in like 91 or 92. And I graduated in 90. So I'm living in an apartment with my girlfriend. And I'm a Giants fan, and we went to school in, like, Central Jersey, where it was all Eagle fans and Giant fans. So we were all, like, scrapping and all just, like, it was it was such prime time for watching football, yeah. you know? And this, this game, watching my tiny apartment on this tiny TV with my buddies, a couple season ticket holders, was, it's just so memorable. It's so insane. Because as a Giant fan... Every team that we've had, even the ones that win the Super Bowl, yeah. they're always they have talented guys and whatever, but they're always something a little off. They're always a little ragtag. They're like, there's a, are they going to make it? They could, it almost feels like we shouldn't be getting as far as we are each time. I mean, the Tomlin Super Bowls, they, he was on the hot seat before both the, seat, the seasons. Yeah. Literally, both times. Like, it was like a dumpster fire, and then they got hot. Yeah, and then they I mean, get hot out of then, nowhere. And then they get that toughness. I mean, there's something about the New York football giants. Yeah. That, you know, they they when they turn it on and they got it going, especially with these Parcells teams. Yeah. You know, like they had a formula of how to win and it was displayed in this game, especially yeah. you know, tough defense, control the game. Mm-hmm. Eat the clock. Uh, eat the clock. I mean, backup quarterback. Use the run game. Use the players around us that we know what their strengths are, and not put them in a bind by trying to fucking let's not go five wide and throw, and yeah. you know we can't win that way. Yeah. And this is this is a cool game because it was like that tough defense versus that run and shoot style offense that the Bills were running at that time. Yeah, I mean the Bills were. I mean Kelly was so legit. Uh, Thomas, right? Yeah. Oh my God. I mean, monster. Like they seemed like the army that was going to win it, and the Giants are like, maybe something will happen and we'll win it. You and know? they kind of, the Giants kind of sneaked into this one, beating my San Francisco. San Francisco, right? 49ers on that fumble by Roger Craig. Yeah. We were with a three peat. We we're going for three peat. We were going for going for the three peat. Fourteen and two. Fourteen and two. And I would always bring that up to Belichick. Oh, really? <laughs> like in the cafeteria line or something. Yeah. Be, you know, when I got gained some courage to talk to him. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, Bill, man, you know Roger Craig didn't fumble that ball. We'd have three in a row. This is fucking Niners. You guys fast team. All you got to do is hit him. You get all so mad. He's still mad. I'm like, it's, it's 2016, dude. You guys won. You won it. All right? <laughs> How long did it take you to be able to do that with him? Seven years and two yeah. Super Bowls. <laughs> No, but this is this yeah. is gonna be a fun game to jump in, jump into. Yeah. So it's remarkable when you look at. Sorry to cut you off, but it's remarkable when you look at the game in this era. Yeah. It looks so different. Oh, did it was? They just, I mean, the body types are different. They just kind of, they look like guys that like 
like truck drivers that happen <laughs> to play football. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean, it, the, the information, the resources and, and just the technology of, you know, and the money. Yeah. You know, money makes everything yeah. crazier. And and with this huge got this huge beast they call the NFL, I mean, it's yeah. just a bigger and bigger product and and you know, guys learn from these guys and then, you know, back like I always tell people, it was like folklore to hear about what Jerry Rice did as a as a trainer, how he would train in the off season. You heard about it, you didn't know exactly what it is. Yeah. Nowadays you can go you can go anywhere at the tip of your fingertips. You can watch your favorite football player train. You can watch, right. you know, yeah. so like you get these little gym rats, these little guys, are, yeah. they, they make themselves little, you know, it's how it naturally goes. Yeah. With all sport. It's just everything's rising. Everything's rising. Amazing. Now, how did you start your fandom with, with the New York football giants? I mean, Jersey guy. Jersey you, guy. You were in mid-Jersey? I was North Jersey. North Jersey, so you're near the city. Near the city, about a half hour outside the city. And in that area, in that area, it. I'm a Yankee fan. My grandfather was a uh, grew up in like Hoboken, and like during the Mickey Mantle, like the era. So he got me into the Yankees. Yeah. And I don't know if that's the thing that makes you go this way, but the the way it works in the New York metropolitan area yeah. is it's uh, Yankees, Giants, Yankees, Giants, Met Jets. Rangers. Yeah, Mets, Jets. And the other, on the other side, yeah, yeah, Long Island guys, that that side of New York, Mets, Jets, and I. So I was Yankees, Giants, and just loved them forever. Uh, I went to one Jet game with my father at Shea Stadium, at the old Shea Stadium, yeah. and we had to drive like from New Jersey through the city to Shea and sit up in the nosebleed and watch the Jets, and uh, and they were terrible. <laughs> And we drove home, and both my father and I were like, well, we'll never do this again. <laughs> and uh, and my, uh, my family, like my father and my grandparents and my mother, they all grew up just about 10 miles from Giant Stadium, like yeah. Clifton, New Jersey, that whole area. So that was just, that was just deep, deep inside all of us. And then, so I'm in high school watching Lawrence Taylor, LT and Phil Sims and all the I mean it was just and and LT lived in the town that I went to high school yeah so it was just like legend legendary status we had no idea did you ever see anything no you just you hear anything you I mean, would, the town talks yeah like he would just it wasn't we like, weren't getting any of the dark stuff oh but you like, that came dark. out later you thought, you thought about you were you <laughs> that didn't come out that wasn't out there no yet? that wasn't out there yet not for us like if i was like a 12 year old and lt lived on my block i'd sit and like see if he was bringing in what, what, what he was doing yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah like like people would see him like you know just stopping in at stores yeah. or stuff like that but it, he was so crazy dominant yeah it was just just knowing that he lived in the same town was like all of us walked around like we were LT. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like it was really so intense. And then my my football coach uh, in high school, he got to work on the staff of the Giants uh, for when like I was a freshman. And uh, he always told this this great story. He was a great coach, Filato. He was this uh, really just gregarious italian guy and we all just loved him he was just super cool and he was uh working in on the staff like during the summer at the giants and he came in he was just all like 
all upset with himself. And we're like, Coach, what, what's the matter? What's going on? He goes, oh, it was terrible. I was, because uh, Parcells lived in the same area yeah. as LT. I think he lived in our town or like one town over. And uh, they're having the meeting and they're doing all the stuff and working. And my coach, like just, you know, when you're around someone famous and you, you kind of freak out and you just blurt something out, he was just like, if you ever need a ride home, I, I coach up, up, up right in your town. And Parcells looked at him and goes, a ride home and just like looked away. <laughs> and my coach, you know, your football coach is like, he's like a god, right? So my god is just being destroyed by a bigger god. <laughs> he was so humiliated. He's like, what shit. did I do? This some Greek shit. He's Zeus. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can only imagine those like those New Yorkers and those like those little borough city people and yeah. those Jersey people. They love the Giants. And oh. they, they 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 cherish anything those people do. And Everything. fucking Parcells. What do you think? I need a fucking a ride? ride home. What do you? <laughs> My coach was like, oh, I can see him. Do, I, I don't really I know him, but I can yeah. see him doing that just through how I know Bill. And I've seen them interact so I can see how they, <laughs> yeah. you know. Smart ass. Oh. Well, how would you describe your football career? Um, I was a New York Giant when I was in like the league before high school, mm -hmm. and uh, we had all the Giant colors, and the Giants gave us uniforms and stuff like that. I was uh, I'm the same size. I was the same size in sixth grade that I am now. Oh, so you're a beast. So I was yeah. So <laughs> I was for a while. I was a beast. Yeah. And uh, so I started out on the line. My father was a really good player. He went to Clifton High School. Back in the day where, like, the pictures are insane. It's like 5,000 people for a high school game, yeah. all in hats. And he, my father was very tough. And he took them to state championship a couple of times. And he was just, like, dominant, like, strong, strong guy. So he coached me my whole life. Yeah. So from kindergarten through high school. Tough coach? He was, he was tough. tough on you. He wouldn't. He not. Yeah, he was tough, but he wasn't like the coaches that get like abusive, like grab your face uh, mask. That was my like, dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He would just be more like he, he had this quiet intensity. So yeah. like he just came up and was like, what are you doing? You'd be like, uh, you know, you'd shake. Yeah. Uh, he didn't have to like really go after you. Your dad did that. He would, I mean, was he a coach for you? The oh, whole yeah. time? My, my coach my whole life. Yeah. He It was. I mean, there's some. Some funny documented stuff out there. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> no, my dad was just very tough on me, and I was like, um, I was like a wild kid, and I was a very, I would if if you challenged me, I was gonna challenge you back. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I, I wanted to prove him wrong, and like he yeah. knew how to handle me. I needed to be handled like that. Right, so right. He was tough on me. Yeah, you know, and then you had to be broken down a little bit. He had to break me. Yeah, yeah. He had to break me, but he never did. I tried. I charged him out on him once when we were doing BP before a game. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. He threw at me because I was dipping my shoulder. And he threw at me. He hit me. Like, I jumped up and hit my ankle. I threw my bat down. I went and charged him. He hit me once. Oh, really? Yeah, he hit me. And I was on the ground. I'm trying to headbutt him and stuff. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. I, had the, I think I had the opposite. Like, my father wanted me to be more like you. Like, my father wanted me to be more intense. And I was... I was also the class clown, yeah. you know, like I was a good athlete, but I was also the class. I clown. was too, though. Oh, you were? <laughs> I thought it was. Uh, yeah. I was, uh, uh, but I, yeah. So it's cool, though. I mean, overall, did you think the experience of having your dad coach you all those years was? I wouldn't be where I'm at without it. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was different time, different generation. He had yeah. no one to learn from. His, he didn't really have a dad. So like, yeah, 
that's what he thought was right. Making it up. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, like, yeah, it was tough, but I had a great life. Yeah. You know, my, my, my dad's a hard worker, great example. and It's the yeah. best. Yeah. It's a cool thing, like, when, you know, everyone's there on the team, but your dad's there. Yeah. It was pretty It was cool. the worst. The worst. Yeah, they'd be like, your dad, they'd be like, your dad is a coach. I was like, yeah, he could go home and, and hit me if I don't have a good practice. <laughs> yeah, you guys get you to guys go home. You guys can only run laps. <laughs> <laughs> you guys get to go eat with normal people. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be right back after this quick break. I am the ferryman. In the shadows of the afterlife, the Ferryman of Souls guides America's most influential spirits to their eternal rest. Where are you taking me? Are you death? This road is not on any map. How much for a ticket? All I ask for in payment is a tale. I don't know who got to Kennedy first. And the devastation those first bombs caused. I've never been to hell, but I know intimately the hymns of the damned. All 12 episodes of The Passage are available now. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Every family has skeletons in their closet. Mine certainly does. Ones that go back a hundred years and reach thousands of miles back to our hometown in Sicily. Ever since I can remember, my relatives told the story of my great-great-grandmother who was killed by the Mafia. I'm Joe Piazza, and in my new podcast, I'm taking on a generational vendetta, visiting the scene of the crime, confronting mafia experts, tracking down Italian officials, and even consulting mediums to set the record straight on my great-great-grandmother's mysterious disappearance. And in between the fact-finding missions, I'll be drinking a lot of wine and eating all of the pasta. Come to Italy with me to solve this 100-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, you, you played some sports. And yeah. You're an athlete. And like you said, you're a class clown. How did? When did you know you were a stand-up comic? When did you know you were a comedian? When were you going to pursue that? Like seventh grade. Seventh, yeah, like seventh grade. I got a. You just loved to, the laugh made you. I loved. I was funny. I was always funny. Yeah. And then seventh grade was when I found out that it was a job for adults. Yeah. That's sort of when I learned about Steve Martin and George Carlin. I was like, oh my man, like grown people, this is their job. Yeah. And so at that point, I was just like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that. 
Yeah. I just knew it. I just knew I'm going to I'm going after that. So everything kind of went that way. But I was an athlete too. So, you know, I just I played like crazy and I was also really funny. I was just kind of I remember a, a guy on the line, Joe Melendez, who were out there and I'm running the warm up and I'm getting in people's face cuz they're just kind of slacking and you know, I was the captain and I'm yelling at everybody to I'm yelling at my friend Joe to get his shit together. And he's like, I'm sorry, I just, I, you got to give me a minute to adjust. You were just making us laugh until I was crying in the locker room, and now you're my boss. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> give me a minute to shift gears here. But What's I, his name? Joe Melendez. Uh, Melendez. It's called fucking leadership, okay? You got to get them when they're high, and you got to cut them down when they're low. You're, or way. That's right. So I, but, so I always knew, and I, like I said, I was this, this size. So I had pretty decent high school. I ran fullback, and... But I knew that was it. Like yeah. I could have. My father wanted me to play Division Three, but I was done. I knew it wasn't. I knew I was going to be a comedian. So I went to a school that didn't have uh, football, and yeah. uh, and but what's, had what's but school? had theater. What school? A uh, writer. Where's that? In Jersey. Mid Jersey, you said. Mid Jersey. With your, your yeah, with all the Eagle fans. Yeah. yeah, and uh, writer, I always say is. Uh, its distinction is that it's down the road from Princeton. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's not the best school, but it was it was good to me. And they had a theater department and no football. So I went there to get my degree. Princeton. It's like the birthplace of football. Yeah. Isn't it Pr Princeton Yale? I think you're right. First football game ever. Was it Rutgers? Rutgers. 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 And Princeton. Princeton Rutgers. It was the first football game ever. Wow. Wow. I didn't know Rutgers was that old. So you went. You go to writer. Any? Did you? Did you have any other comedians with you? No. You're the only one there. Yeah. Anyone else in the class, or how does that work? In like, you were there to study communications. the The agreement was that I would get a degree. Yeah. And I think it was it was smart because I you know meet a lot of comedians that don't know how to like make a phone call <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean like it was it was a good deal and i just dove into the theater i was just in all the plays and i just took up i did all my athletic stuff went into theater so i was just going balls out getting the leads in the plays and doing whatever i could and then as soon as that i graduated i went to new york or uh like i lived in jersey with my girlfriend during this game and then uh moved closer to the city and then started doing open mics and stuff. And then that was it. On uh, June 12th, 1993 was my first stand-up spot. Yeah. Wow. 93. That's fucking that's, awesome. That's you, see, you, just, you just you get up, you're done with school. Yeah. Got some good parts, got some experience, got to meet some good people, hone down some skills. All right. Yeah. I'm going to New York City. Let's fucking try it out. Let's go do it. That's Let's go do it. Yeah. And I mean, that's that's you got to have some faith in yourself, like anyone that has a good story. Right? I mean, all the I, I've, I've been blessed and fortunate enough to meet so many different people in so many different fields. Yeah. And it's about taking that shot. Yeah. You know, and, and believing in yourself. That is the common thing that goes into all the stories. Yeah. You know? And it's in, they're in different ways. Mm hmm. But it's, it's always good to hear that, you know, but like you. Like looking back and you tell the story, it's like, you know, it seems like, okay, and then I went for it. But it just, once the idea gets in your brain, you're just like, it's just you. Yeah. You're just, you don't even think of it like, right? Like I'm making $5 a night 
doing stand up in the beginning. I didn't, I thought it was the greatest thing ever. Yeah. Like now this version, thinking back on that, is like, how did you survive? Yeah, it puts but, you it puts you in perspective for yeah. sure. Just because you know what it took to get to where you're at. Yeah. Yeah. You know, all those little things. Yeah. But it's almost like you can't stop it. Like it what you were that. You had to be that. Yeah. And I also I'm very thankful because a lot of people, you know, like my passion just so happened to like go with my talent. Uh huh. You know, a lot of people have a passion for something, but yeah. they don't, they, they're not necessarily in that. It's not in their talent field or, or yeah. they're talented in something, but they don't love it. You know, and, yeah. and that's, you know, that's the tough, you know, that's tough. Yeah. You know, yeah, they of, never find it. They, they never, never find it. With you're it. on a search for something. Yeah. So, so how did, at what age were you like, oh, I'm just not going to give this up? I, I, I was in a different situation where I was always like having to prove myself. Uh huh. Like, I always thought I was the best dude on the field. And I always, like, I literally thought that all, anytime I stepped on the field. But, like, it was always, oh, there's this guy. And then, then you're not that big. You're, right. You're not, and I always ball out. There's always an excuse for why there was someone else. Mm -hmm. And, like, so it kind of manipulated my mind not to think of, like, the future, future. I was, like, always so focused on, like, fuck that. I'm gonna, you know, getting you're that. always yeah. work, work, yeah. working at what was on your plate. And, uh huh every step of the way you know there was something like that you know i wasn't good yeah. enough to play college quarterback this didn't have a position in the pros so there's always something that like tricked my mind in, into like competition mode yeah where you thought about it but it, it, it gave you a, a a direction to go right just so. knocking them out as you go along trying yeah you know you get and, knocked out a lot more than you knock them out yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> you, you're out in new york you're out fresh out of college mm -hmm. and you're hitting these clubs life is great probably dating new york 90s probably crazy fun when did when did you first have like your first break or or like where someone saw you or you met a friend or you were in a comedy club with someone and, and they, you know, like there's always that one thing. Yeah. The, where like, that's when you started really making it. Yeah. It's, uh, I always say that my biggest break was when I met Seinfeld. Yeah. Yeah. He, he came into the clubs after his show was done and there was this one two day, two night period where I was on stage when he came to check. He was just, he came it back and he was just checking out the scene before he went up again. Yeah. He was just checking out the club and seeing what it was all about. And I was on stage two nights in a row. I saw him walk in while I was on stage. You could see through the window at Stand Up New York in the Upper West Side. And I saw him come in and uh, like the second night I was like, I threw new stuff to show him that I had other stuff. Yeah. And I came off and he was like, you're really funny. I was like, ha, 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 ha. And uh, we just started a conversation at the bar and I grabbed onto his coattails and didn't let go. <laughs> and when he was, he was so huge at that moment and him giving me his endorsement just made everybody else, oh, yeah, let's take another look at Tom. Yeah. Because at the time, I was, like, trying to break into late night. I was, I had some little stuff, but I was, like, hadn't really broken through. And the validation I got from other people from from his endorsement, and also then he took me on tour with him, just, I just soaked it in like a sponge. 
I, he was he worked the way that I worked. He wasn't a comedian that was just getting high and drinking. I wrote all the time. I was really dedicated to like this craft of it. But it wasn't until I met him that it validated that my way of working was a, a way to work. Yeah. So I just I learned how to carry yourself as a comedian, as a man, as a I just got so much from him uh, that that was really the biggest break. What makes him, what makes Seinfeld so special? What are what are some of the things that he may have taught you as a lesson, or or some of the things you just picked up? Like because you, you said you prepare like him, yeah. Like what are like I, me being around Tom Brady? Mm-hmm. Like I learned on how to take care. Of, like without him saying shit, just, right? If you just if you if you're fortunate enough to be around someone who's succeeding in your your mm-hmm. field. You could just pick things up, and I would take like how he would take care of his body, you know, compartmentalizing like life and, and yeah. you know, profession. Like there are little things you. What totally. were some things you learned from yeah. Seinfeld? What made him special? Yeah, it's there's so much. I mean, yeah. they're not there. They're not trying to teach you. Yeah. But if you want to learn, you just hang around these yeah. guys, and you really start picking it all up. Like if they I, allow you to hang around, they're teaching you. That's that's kind of yeah. how it is. Yeah, good you know, point. That, that's what I always. That's how I. Yeah. When when like a stud. Yeah. Because I would always try to. I always hung around the studs of the team. Uh huh. Or, or other players when there's like training areas in the off season. Yeah. I'd see where Larry Fitzgerald was. I wanted to be around him. I want to see what the fuck he was doing. Yeah, exactly. Larry Fitzgerald. I have a funny quick story. Yeah, we got. I got to play in the uh, All Star game, for. Uh, the for major league baseball yeah you know they do the the celebrity and uh old timers i guess yeah or so so i got to play on the softball team and i had this tv show at the time and i got to do it and we played in arizona and i'm in the uh, outfield and i'm freaking out you know i I don't don't really play baseball but i'm in my little uniform that bernie williams locker was next to mine and i'm all like freaked out and fitzgerald gets up and smacks one right to me and I come running in and I catch it and I'm like so excited and the whole place boos me because it's his hometown. <laughs> I'm like, yes, boo. <laughs> Seeing that ball come off a bat when you haven't seen it in a while and having to judge it, oh, oh, that God. little thing, you're probably so, yeah, I got it. I did it. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it was crazy. So uh, that's a great way to put it, though. If they let you hang around, it really is. So I learned the the biggest thing was that I learned that comedy is this you're funny and it's so kind of it's kind of like this wild bull. It's like, what is this thing? Like yeah. you just kind of like get up and guys, people do it in a lot of different ways. And the thing I learned from him was that, no, this is a craft and you can get better at it, but you got to work your ass off to get better at it. And you got to really dedicate the time and put it in and write all the time and get up on stage all the time and go back to work. And we're not here to hang out and chase girls and get drunk. We're here to get good. So this is all about writing, dedicating yourself to this craft. And that if you take care of that craft, it's going to take care of you. And that was the biggest lesson. Like, because I would, you know, I did write that way, but it was kind of like scattershot. I would, I would write and then not write and then just see what happens on stage and, once I kind of got that from him and saw like what little changes, I mean, he had, he was, you know, the, one of the biggest stars in the world at the time. And, yeah. and he's sitting there like spending a whole day on changing a sentence, <laughs> you know, 
it was uh, it was a huge lesson, and it calmed me down too, you know. I mean, for the for the craft, that was the biggest thing I learned from him. But yeah. just watching him, you know, just watching these guys, you know, everything's calculated. Yeah, every, like everything is under like they're trying to get control of every aspect of their life, the way they treat their family, when you go home, you know, how much you mess around during the day, you know, like it was all that little stuff. How you treat people, all of it. I just, I just took it all in. Professional, I, yeah. A pros pro. A pros pro. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. That's that's honestly, that was. I remember I went in the locker room one time and, or my agent said, you know, don't be heard, be seen. Mm hmm. You know, like don't don't be heard, mm -hmm. just be seen, mm -hmm. and just try to collect as much as you can from the guys. That are in there the longest. Yeah, you know, and and that's and that goes a long way, and yeah. especially nowadays. You know, I don't know how young comics are, but young athletes, you know, it, it's it's a completely different ball game. Yeah, you know, they've had a million followers since they were 15 years old, and they did a backflip in the end zone, <laughs> their high school game. Yeah, and it's on social. You know what I mean? Yeah, I so know. guys come in naturally like they think they're something. Yeah, when like everyone did that in this locker room right right exactly and nobody nobody you know, recorded so it it's it's kind of it, it, and i'm sure it's like that for every older generation with the new generation but yeah getting back to who are some of the younger comedians that you, you know you let hang around you or you 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 kind of it's, saw and and maybe you've helped yeah it's a it's a lot it becomes that thing where like you don't and it's funny like when you we talk about those guys weren't out to teach us like yeah I wasn't really, but I was like, hey, do you want to open for me? And just yeah. taking them around. And then there's this kid, guy, uh, Stavros Halkius. You know Stavros? Yeah. You love Stavros? We love Stavros. Yeah. We just watched him. He, he, uh, he opened for me. He was, I was one of the first guys to take him on the road. He was, I just found him at this little Maryland club. I was just doing clubs at the time. And they sent me a tape, a YouTube link or whatever to check out this chubby little guy from Baltimore. And uh, I took him under my wing and I just, he just did my radio show yesterday. Awesome. And uh, he was talking about how much I helped him, you know, during that time. And it's so funny because I, I just loved him. I just thought he was funny. I, I met my family, spent Father's Day yeah. with me and my dad once. And he was just, he was just a super talented guy who I like to be around. And in my mind, he went from opening for me and then, I don't know, three years later, he's on Netflix. And he's like, dude, that was 12 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> like, he like, he quietly was hammering and doing all the stuff he had to do. Some of it based off of, you know, me helping him out and showing him stuff. And, uh. yeah, so Stavros is, like, my the one I'm proud of right now. Young Bucks. That's yeah. awesome. I mean, that's – I was an asshole in the locker room, but if I saw a kid – that was really trying, really working his ass off. Yeah. I was, you know, I had to help him out. Yeah. You know, because I remember being that kid. Yeah. You know, and I needed that. And there's guys that, you know, looked out for me. And there's guys that were assholes to me. Yeah. You know, but I was more of an accounting. I made you accountable asshole, you know. Right. If you were a fucking slapdick and you <laughs> thought your shit didn't stink in the fucking room. Yeah. I was going to tell you, all right, dude, we, we won before you. We don't need you, you know. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So, you know. That's one thing that that you can always, you know, you retire and and your your guys's field is so much longer. 
uh, you yeah. guys can do it for so long. But the one thing, even when you guys put it down, is that what you gave back to the game or the community yeah. or you know that lives that knowledge lives forever yeah. yeah you know the things that you learn and and maybe it helps a younger guy and, and he you know what i mean yeah so it's kind of like your, it's kind of like your dignity to the for me it's the game for you it's the, the yeah art of yeah being you know comic yeah i mean we're all part of this whole like lineage you know it's the whole thing is yeah like you're saying like the whole game like elevating like it's all becoming you know we're all just parts of this ongoing story yeah you know and it's cool if you do things right then people still want to hear about you yeah you know as you as you are like at a different stage your thing is so insane though because it's so it's shorter but it's so big it's so if if you're as successful as you were it's such this massive yeah, but you don't get to enjoy it. I didn't get to enjoy it as much. No. Just because you're so in it. You're working so hard. Yeah, you're always having to get better and reinvent yourself. And, right. and after you win, then it, it gets even harder. And every time you win, you just become a bigger and bigger target. There's more and more right. film of you. Uh-huh. So you have to constantly change your game and, and counter things and evolve yourself with the clock. The yeah. clock of your athleticism dying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so yeah. speaking of clock, let's turn back the clock and we got a segment where we go back to January twenty seventh, nineteen ninety one. Around the game. The number one movie we talk pop culture, Home Alone. Yeah. That right. held up. That held up. I mean it still holds up to this day. Yeah. My kid loves it. Macaulay Culkin just got a star I saw recently. Yeah. With Catherine O'Hara. Yeah. It was cool seeing them together. Yeah, that's my daughter's favorite Christmas movie. We were talking backstage here before this. I thought it was a little bit weird. It's still number one movie in America, and we're in January here. That it was number one for that A month after Christmas, you know what I mean? Because I always think of it as a Christmas movie. Right. When did it come out? That's a good question. It came out November 16th, so it had a nice little run. $18 million budget. Made four hundred seventy-eight mil. Whoa! You yeah. big horses' asses. <laughs> <laughs> that was only cool. I was young, so when I heard a kid say "ass," I was like, "Hell yeah!" <laughs> Joe <laughs> Pesci. Joe Pesci. I mean, Marv. Well, that was a fucking. That was a awesome. Kindergarten Cop came out around this time. I mean, I loved yeah. that movie. We were just talking about that with Lily the other night. I know. My, my daughter was talking about kindergarten cop. We oh, saw yeah. a picture of Arnold. And she goes, oh, he's a police guy in that movie. <laughs> and a teacher. <laughs> Dancing with the Wolves is basically Avatar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Avatar in the 80s or the 90s. <laughs> yeah. Kevin Costner. And then The Godfather 3. Oh, yeah. Controversy. <sighs> is it good? Is it not? It's not. It's not. <laughs> yeah. It's the not. Gulf War started. That's always nice. I, mean, we- <laughs> I remember my buddy, my buddy from college, actually, the kid who had the season tickets to the Giants, who I watched this game with, my buddy Chris, he made me go to dinner with him. And he was telling me, now Chris is fat and loud and uh, not the brightest guy. And he took me to dinner to tell me that if they uh if they ask him he's going to go fight in the gulf war no military background you can not go- you can it- you can knock him over with a feather were you guys thinking draft coming maybe i wasn't he had some fantasy and he was ready to go and i was like 
I was I admired his patriotism, but I was like, I think you're gonna be all right. <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah, dude, I'm um I'm eating fucking lobster tail, right? Yeah. Glass of wine. <laughs> Let's go back into the sports world. Baseball Hall of Famer, non-Hall of Famer, Pete Rose. Wow, he got banned. Yeah, he got banned. What's Man. your thoughts on that? I, lo- I love Pete Rose. I love Pete Rose, too. God, he's so dominant. What was he thinking? <sighs> I don't know. You know what? Is he bored? Was he bored? Like, what do you have? Because he probably... He was such a competitor. Is that what it is? I think so. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a sad one. Because he was such a fucking tenacious, just, <sighs> just man out there. I mean, who fucking steals home and blows up a catcher in an all-star game? <laughs> yeah. Charlie Hustle, baby. Charlie, Charlie Hustle. Hustle. NFL MVP Joe Montana. That was my guy. My, yeah. I had a dog named Montana. You did? Two dogs, Dwight and Montana. Well, he was dominant. I mean, you guys, you probably hated him, though. I saw LT take him out. Yeah, he broke his back. I was at that game. It was in Giant Stadium. It was the, the first was game. Was it LT that, or was it someone else? Wasn't it LT? In the, I think like, it was the, uh, who's the other linebacker? Carson. Carl Banks. Banks. Was it Banks? I think it was Banks. I thought LT took him out. I mean, One of, quick. Someone broke his back, but he got folded. Yeah. I mean that that was like the downfall of what. Oh, well, maybe I'm confusing LT with Theismann. Th- he did break Theismann's leg. He broke everybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was on cocaine. Note to self: <laughs> Do not do drugs. Yeah. <laughs> you ever see the Water Boy? Yeah. When Bobby Boucher comes to talk at LT's camp and he can't talk, and he goes, "And that's why you don't do drugs." And it's coming from LT. <laughs> Who's notoriously known for what he's notoriously known for? Yeah. Mountains of cocaine. Oh, and the Reds sweep uh, the A's in the World Series. Man, the A's. Yeah. See, a, see a guy. Oakland, you got a bad ticket. Yeah. Las Vegas, here we come. I know. Are they going to change the colors? Oh, man. Yeah, silver and black would be tough. Yeah, mowing down some uh, casinos to build the stadium. That's. I mean, that's going to be cool. It would be cool. I mean, it's going to... Honestly, I mean, baseball in Vegas is going to be fucking awesome. Yeah, three I mean, hours. You probably could have a slot machine at your fucking seat. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I yeah, mean, you can play Keno on the big board. Yeah, <laughs> bingo. We got it all. Oh. Yeah. Now, what was life like for you? Ninety-one. This, this, you said so. You were, Ninety-one. I'm. You, said uh, you, you were still in college. Yeah, I'm. I'm just leaving college. I'm living with my girlfriend, who's still in college. So we went a little north. We picked a place. I was working in northern New Jersey doing advertising, and uh, she was still going to school. So we got this little place, this little tiny place, and we lived together there. And, uh, yeah, I wasn't, you know, I, I think I was still acting. I think I went back to school to act in something. I yeah. did, I did a, another play, and I was just kind of floundering. I didn't really, I didn't really know what I was up to. And I knew I knew I wanted to be a comedian, but I had no idea. Like I, how? The, the, yeah, I never I never <laughs> met one. I, I'd never been to a comedy club. You couldn't Google it. You couldn't Google it, <laughs> right? You couldn't YouTube it. No, you you couldn't find anything now. No, I mean, back in those nothing. days, you had yeah, yellow books. Yeah, yeah, insane. So I'm just kind of knocking around, getting, smoking weed, and living with my girlfriend. That's and, awesome. Yeah, we'll be right back after this quick break. Games with Names is brought to you by my friends at WinBet. WinBet is bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas and Encore Boston Harbor to online sports betting. 
Whether you're a recreational player or some serious handicapper, WinBet is your ticket to every exciting wager. From straight bets to parlays, teasers, and any prop bet you can dream up. All players have access to win rewards and can redeem them for resort credits in Las Vegas and Boston. Sign up today and get in the game online or visit Boston Sportsbook at Encore Boston Harbor. There's no better way to enjoy sports with a little extra winnings in your pocket. Betting is a team sport. Join the WinBet team and bet with the best. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play-through WinBet is available. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. 1-800-522-4700. Let's, uh, let, Jack, why don't we set the stage and get jump into the game? Heck yeah. Um, we talked earlier about what a wagon these two teams were 13 and three versus 13 and three respectively um the bills starting off with the bills we got bruce smith on the defense one defensive player of the year this year set the franchise record with 19 sacks Hokies. but uh, yep fellow hokey like kyler um league's best offense as well so i mean they had getting it done on both sides of the ball eight no at home couldn't be beat up in buffalo jim kelly thurman thomas andre reed james lofton Mm. I mean, it was a it was a star-studded cast that was it kind of favored like to win the, the Super Buffalo, Bowl. It sounds like the Buffalo Bills of two years ago when they lost to the the Chiefs because they had a, their defense was like a top ten defense. Yeah, they had that's when Dayball was still there and they were they were fucking they couldn't were lighting be, it up. Couldn't beat them at home. Largest margin of victory of any team in the NFL this season. So I mean, they were they were the odds-on favorite here. Yeah, you ever perform in Buffalo? Yeah. Once. What were your thoughts on the city? I didn't go back. <laughs> <laughs> that says it all. <laughs> Western New I York. I like Buffalo. It's it like... is good. They're good people up there. I was just in Syracuse, which yeah. is similar. Yeah. And, you know, they don't, you... they don't see the sun for like nine months. No, but they're they're still happy. They're, yeah. It's, it's They're not like, tradi- they're more Midwest people to me than they are East Coast. Yeah, 100%. Like it's, yeah, because a lot of. We used to have a lot of at Kent State. A lot of kids from Buffalo, Western New York, would would come to Kent State, and like, it's like these people are from like Midwest. It's completely different. Yeah, any place that where the weather's that bad for that long, like you, you have to be good people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you do. You well, legit do. Like people in Minnesota, Wisconsin is like some of the greatest people you'll meet. I would say lake cold people. You get on them coasts. Yeah, those cold people are, are pretty cold. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That's a good point. You know yeah, mean? the so lake, like, lake effect. <laughs> yeah, this was a stacked team. It was wild, dangerous. Did it like you think two New York teams in a Super Bowl? Did it feel like a was that a, like a was rivalry that a or not? Like was that a thing then? That's what I'm, uh-uh. Not really. <laughs> it didn't. No, that's not New York. Not my New York. <laughs> I like that answer. Yeah. That's no, like, I was yeah because I was like, oh man, two New York teams like. Well, but someone say yeah. it's only yeah. one New York team. I would agree. Right. And one Jersey team. I was trying to get that going, but never caught on. <laughs> never. Never. <laughs> Let's see what the Giants are looking like. The Giants, seven pro bowlers. We lost Phil Sims in week 15. We're talking mm. about the nineteen, the, the 14 and two Niners. They were 13 and three. I yeah. know, but everyone was, was I mean, was making good. the Niners out to be like way better. Um, lost Phil Sims in week 15 against the Bills. 
That's when Hosteller comes in and oh. writes the ship. Uh, Bill Belichick running the defense. Tom Coughlin coaching the uh, receivers. Both these guys would leave after the season. Fewest oh. points allowed in the NFL. And, I mean, you, you might as well – you can talk all the names, all the pro bowlers, but it's LT's team. LT. LT. Man, oh, man. LT's team, but Otis Anderson was a beast. Bavaro, this Bavaro, yeah, Bavaro. Oh my God, just money. I mean, these. I guys did a were... show. I, I used to do inside the NFL. Phil Sims. Oh yeah, called Mister Sims. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's a firecracker. Yeah, he's a great dude. He's some of some of those stories that yeah. you tell about LT. Man, we're insane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, yeah. What was he like in the locker room? What was who LT? LT. How are you getting ready next to that guy? I, I heard a story. I won't tell my source, but I guess LT had like a snake or so he had something in his locker and he had like four watches and he had a stack of all his checks that weren't cashed yet. <laughs> oh, really? And it, it was like his whole, it was like a season and a half. It was probably like a, a half a million dollars of checks that he hadn't cashed yet. Oh my God. That was LT. Like, God. he's just a funny guy. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, of course, this was Bill Parcells. I mean, I, I totally uh, buried the lead there. And even yeah. Tom's story also made me think of another Jersey high school football coach that was on this staff, a young Charlie Weiss. Young Charlie Weiss. He's a defensive assistant on this staff, or just a uh, coaching assistant, I should say. Wow. Was he? Yeah, pretty crazy. Charlie Weiss. There's an office in our facility called Charlie's Office because it was his. Heck, they, yeah. He left, and it always be, was still Charlie's Office. <laughs> Love that. The the Giants used to stay at the Woodcliffe Lake Hilton on their home games. Yeah. Because they didn't want everybody to stay at home, right? So you stay in the local hotel. And the Woodcliffe Lake Hilton, it's where I worked as a busboy. And uh, my girlfriend uh, did room service. And she was a tiny little thing. She was like, you know, 5'4". We were in high school. Yeah. And uh, she, she did room service. And she went to Pepper Johnson's uh, room to drop off a tray and... He kind of made a pass at her. <laughs> he is, I think, seven times her size. <laughs> he wasn't aggressive in any way. It wasn't anything like really. But he just like, he got a little flirty with her. And yeah. she was just like, oh, I was just hit on by a mountain. <laughs> <laughs> Old Coach Pep. Pep coached me for a couple years. He did? Yeah, he was oh, with really? us in New England. Yeah. Pepper Johnson, 6'3", 250, man. Yeah, Rachel. Rachel was five four, ninety eight pounds. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's time for the bounty wingman question. Let's do it. Bounty is everyone's favorite wingman because you can't have football without wings, and you can't have wings without bounty. <laughs> so we. This is our segment where, because there's always such a mess when you're eating wings. You have a nice bounty paper towel. Nice. We chew on a wing. I ask you a question. And even though we're on this beautiful suede couch, we don't worry because we have bounty paper towels. <laughs> all right. You haven't eaten with me. Yeah. So we all know bounty helps clean up the messiest moments. So what's your messiest moment on stage? Mm, one time when I was starting out, I was working a club in New Jersey. That's a good wing. And um, somebody threw a French fry at me, and it had ketchup on it. And I was a young comic. I wasn't doing that great to begin with. 
and someone hit me with a french fry and i looked down and because it had ketchup on it it just slowly it like stuck to me and slowly <laughs> went down my shirt <laughs> and uh there's no one funny enough to come back from that you just have to leave the stage Do you, don't you wish you had a uh a bounty paper towel oh my god <laughs> it's funny you say that because when it happened that's what i was thinking were you what color shirt white white yeah wow it, it was pretty embarrassing bounty and wings my favorite duo and that was the bounty wing man question jack what about we said the stage was a game all right this was a rematch of the week 15 game which the bills won knocked out phil sims so the that was uh late in the season Knocked him, the, knocked him out. Knocked him out. Phil, rest that. of the season. Hated to see it. Um, Hosteller comes in and leads away after that. Buffalo's path to the Super Bowl. Beat Miami in a, uh, a shootout against Dan Marino up in the snow over there Ooh. in western New York. Then they rolled the Raiders, put up 95 total points in those two games. So the offense was just clicking, firing on all cylinders. The Giants had to beat Chicago. And then, as we alluded to earlier, Went out to San Francisco, candlestick, and beat Jules' Niners. They got that San Francisco that treat. Fun, that fumble, man. That darn fumble. <laughs> Giants leaned on their power offense. Bill Parcells always preached a tough defense and a ball control power offense that could run the ball. I mean, the, the possession in these games was just insane. Yeah. As we'll see in this one, it's you know setting the Super Bowl record. 40 minutes of possession. Um, it was great offense for us, great defense. And it was the first Super Bowl appearance for the Bills. And spoiler alert, it uh, only got worse. <laughs> appearance by appearance. Yeah. I mean, I was doing research when we were watching this game. And it reminded me of every Super Bowl I was in. Really? I mean, to a T. Let's try to control the clock. Right. Let's try to have possessions. Now, some of them, that was like our game plan going into them. Some of them, you know, we played Atlanta and they're fucking... <laughs> We're down twenty eight to three. That kind of game plan goes out the door. But right. you know, that was kinda like the blueprint. Yeah. Just, and I mean they executed to a T because with an explosive offense like Buffalo, like the only way I mean they were they were they're the number one offense in the league. The only way you stop them is you keep them off the goddamn fucking field. Right. Just you know eat up I mean? the clock. Eat up the clock, but you need to play situationally great for that to happen because you got to do well on third downs to extend drives. You right. got to do well in the red area, come away with points. Yeah. And it was almost, if you look at the game, the deciding factor. Mm. If you look at the Giants, they bend. They bend because you see all the points that the um, Bills got in the first half. They had four four field goals. That's red area offense. That's the game right there. That's why they lost. I mean, when you have that running game, you can just – and it gets stronger as the game goes on. Demoralizes a team, too. Yeah. When you run the ball down their throat. Yeah. Demoralizes. I'm on offense, and if we're getting ran on, yeah. pisses us off. <laughs> right. You know, because it gets you out of your rhythm. You want right. to get out there, and you got a fucking 15, 20-minute drive. Yeah. God. That's tough. I mean, that, it's really getting cold on the side. It's insane. And then we were watching before this. Bill was saying, like you probably heard a million times in Super Bowls, he was going to let Thurman Thomas do what Thurman Thomas was going to do, but they're going to take away anything deep down the field, play that cover two, bring the safeties up, and you got to go across the middle and fight LT and 
You can take a little four-yard catch, but you're going to take a pounding. Yeah. Yeah. I would dare you to catch it over the middle when you could actually kill people. Yeah. <laughs> no, literally, I think I think I saw a knife pulled out once. <laughs> I mean, well, we saw the clip of Hostel. Oh, my He gets, God. like, buried into the ground, Oops. and he has smelling salts to, like. Yeah. He's like, yeah, and I, they threw me back in there. Didn't even miss a series. Yeah. His head is just buried into the turf. (laughs) So there's no New York rivalry this. This, It didn't feel like New York, New York, no. 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 No sub-series, none of that. They're like the Raiders. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, upstate's very different from New York City. What about, um, what's your your thoughts of Tampa Bay? This This was was in Tampa Bay. Second Super Bowl ever in Tampa, so. In Tampa, yeah. No feeling at all. (laughs) Yeah. I'm even trying. Yeah, there's like. Are you performed down there? No response. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It's all right. You know, it's a it's a weird place. It's one of those like Tampa, Orlando. You know, what's the game day smorgasbord for a Super Bowl while you're watching this? When I'm watching this, definitely. Do you remember? Like, just definitely. Visit- it was we were deep into wings. Yeah. Tons and tons of wings. That's it, wings and pizza and beer. That was it. There was not maybe a bag of chips. That was as fancy as we got. What's the chip? Uh, prob- back then it was probably Ruffles Ridges. Okay. <laughs> maybe some maybe some supermarket onion dip. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Now you're sitting there in the first half, and before the 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 lat the the drive before half where the the Giants score. Yeah. Like you guys are getting There's- outplayed. Kind of uh-huh. twelve yeah. to three. It's it's. So tough. you're sitting there dipping your chip, you're ruffling in the dip, uh-huh. and you're like, are you stressed at this point going in? At, yeah. To, before that last drive into half. A hundred percent. There's no. There's nothing about this day that that ever lets you off the hook and makes you feel good. Yeah. It's always nerve wracking. It's always in the first and the. There was also, you know, going back and watching it. There was that mat. They, you know, when a team starts. Breaks start happening. You think like the mojo's going their yeah. way. There was a couple like tip balls and things that were just. It seemed like this was going to be Buffalo's night. Yeah. It just seems like we're not getting any of the magic. And you're sitting in the back of your head. You're sitting there. It's our backup quarterback. Oh yeah. We don't even deserve to be here. We're used to. It, there's no way Hostetler's going to do it. And these guys, Kelly and Thomas, is just like. Thomas was just. <sighs> But I mean, we watched an interview, and Belichick was saying that they were going to let them run the ball. That we didn't, they, we didn't want them, yeah, to throw the ball. Which he's basically saying we're going to challenge them to have to put together these big drives and execute in the red area. Right. So they were, they were cool with that. I think. Man, nerve wracking. But like, there's also though when you watch, when you watch Norwood, yeah, his first field goal kind of shanks. He makes it, but it. It kind of squibs to the right. It does. It's not like w- looking back. You can see like there was not a lot of something no. was up. Yeah, this yeah. guy was not, and he was one for like five over forty yards you're, or forty-five yards. Tom, you're on the money, man. Right, one for five on field goal attempts of forty or more yards 40. on grass fields. Forty yards, forty or more. So, like, I did not feel that the during the day. Yeah. I was not like confident, but looking back, like that first kick is like, ooh, <laughs> overcompensate that next one. Yeah, that's one of those ones where you you sneaked it by, uh huh, and then you're like, oh, and then right before the next one, you're like, I can't do that mechanic. It's kind of like that golf shot, right? Oh, yes, yeah, it. Norwood was not like a great kicker by any means. So like, I know uh, 
hindsight's twenty twenty here, and everyone gives him sure. the rap of of being the goat. But I mean, he was twenty for twenty nine on the year, sixty nine percent ratio. How so, about I mean, those? How, the, screw how good they were. How cool were their face masks? Oh, bring back oh, yeah. the single both, bar. Both kickers. Bring back the, the single, single bar. bar. We single need it. Bar down low, <laughs> so you can see their whole face <laughs> when they miss. <laughs> now I got the serious, a, a real serious question. It was the. Whitney Houston national anthem, Oof. best national anthem in the history of national anthems of all time. It was insane. No one comes close. And Marvin Gaye had a good one over at uh, Marvin in Houston at the All Star game. The All Star game was cool because he had a cool like like beat with it. And oh shit. my god, yeah, yeah. He made it groovy. But this was stunning. But this was also we're going to war. Yeah, we were going to war, and we didn't know what that meant. And even though my buddy Chris, who's there <laughs> eating wings with me, was ready to enlist. Uh, it was heightened, yeah. and she was so beautiful, so on top of her game. She nailed it. Nailed it. Those, what do they call those? Jets? Uh, yeah. Airplanes? But it was those, uh, it was like the new. F-22. Yeah, the, the ones that couldn't be detected by radar. Oh, uh, stealth bombers. Stealth bombers. We hadn't seen that before. We're like, what is happening right now? <laughs> Do you think that was the government kind of flexing over? Like, if anyone's watching the Super Bowl, we got these cool new black things. Oh, 100%. Yeah, we're getting ready to go. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, 100%. We ain't never seen. Is that the first time we see the black bombers? I think so. I think so. Let me double check here. We're like, what is that? It's the Death Star. <laughs> that's crazy. And she was so, oh, my God. She was so beautiful and just killed it. Man. So a halftime. New kids on the block. New kids on the block were there. I don't remember that. I must have been doing bong <laughs> hits during that. <laughs> uh, uh, oh. Uh, so at halftime, the, the Giants did the last shot kind of situation Got to it. get that touchdown. Got it down to a one-score game. One Cut score it from game. 12 to three. And then they open up the drive with a 10-minute drive, suck off 10 minutes of the third quarter. Huge. Whoa. Score a touchdown? Go up 17-12. 17-12. Uh-huh. Take up, I mean, as you said, eat up almost 11 minutes a clock. Wow. Then Buffalo comes out, has a big drive to start the fourth. They get up 19-17. We come down, kick a field goal, go up 20-19. to How much seven time? Seven minutes left. Seven? So seven. we got time to work with. At this point, Tom, are you like, because I'm like a pessimistic fan. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, too much time, we're done. Where you? Where do you stand on yeah, that? Yeah, you're just waiting. You're like, they're going to kill us. How are they going to do it? And are we going to do it to ourselves? It's it's just the knee jerk reaction. That's a Boston, New York fan. Yeah, and collab so right there, right? Just yeah, same way. Let's fast. It gets down all the way to this last kick. Walk us through step for step if you remember how this. Thing I remember went. that uh, they had this impressive drive, and Kelly, you know. A force. They started pretty deep, I believe. Yeah, I believe it started on their nine-yard line. And they put together this drive, and I don't remember exactly what, like, the last play putting them in, in position for the kick. A Thurman Thomas run got him down to about the 30, and then they had to spike it. And then they had to spike it. Yep. So how much time was on when they started the drive? When they started the drive, there were... So we had a couple of three and outs here. So there were two minutes, 16 seconds yeah. from their own 10. 216. 216. And it doesn't feel like today's 216. Mm -mm. Like the clock got eaten up, right? Mm -hmm. Much more quickly. It wasn't as explosive of a game. Right. Yeah, you have to play old school football old and school. it eats up clock. Little, it was just, yeah. 
that all started like five years ago with Patrick Mahomes and right. Allen. Right. Where, you know, seven seconds was too much. Right. That's crazy. <laughs> I mean, this is when you could actually hit yeah. people. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's a good, huge yeah, point. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. So that's a two minute drive, but they get all the way down. And, uh, man, I just remember. I remember the players like praying. They just like huddled like giant. The Giants were just like on the sideline, like hugging each other. Just nobody, nobody could look. And in Somerville, New Jersey, in a shitty one bedroom apartment, no one was in their seat. We were just lying on the ground, holding each other, not looking. I mean, just so insane. And we're going to lose. Like, there's no part of you that thinks he's going to miss it. Yeah. There's no part. You're just like, oh, they're making this so damn painful. Like, he's just, just going to hit it. And then it goes up and just, oh. When did you see it? Right away? Oh, right away. It was pretty quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was pretty quick. It wasn't like a, that much. I mean, it really. Yeah. It was It was wide right. <laughs> it was really wide yeah. right. Just a tad outside. <laughs> How? <laughs> I mean, there's nothing more upsetting to watch than a kicker that blow it like that. That's yeah, sad. I feel bad for the kicker, you know. Yeah. Uh, just because, you know, I've been around the guys. Yeah. And, you know, they're they're usually in their own little world. Uh -huh. Some guys don't accept him as a football player. They yeah. know that. Yep. You know, they know that people think they only have one fucking job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So it's kind of like one of those things where he, yeah. he can't get mad at the guy. He works his ass off. Yeah. You know, the operation. It's crazy. The aftermath of this game oh. and that kick, where it goes, the butterfly effect, four straight for Buffalo, which is completely different than what the Giants do. And oh. you know, they win their second Super Bowl in the franchise history. I mean, it. Oh. it, it that was a spiral. That could have been it. Now, you let me ask you this. Personnel changes. Why do teams remain the teams? Like, why? You know what I mean? Like, example, the, the Patriots are the Patriots. I mean, you have eras where you're killing it, and uh, but there's still something in the DNA of a team. Everyone's gone. Coaches have changed. Is it the building? Is it just the... What is it that still like makes yeah. the Patriots the Patriots? Well, they're not that right now. Yeah, I know they're not. I mean, they're Tom struggling Brady. now. But you got Tom Brady and and Belichick had a template, and and he had the law. Mm -hmm. And Tom went out, and and the the best players in the team would enforce the law. Right. There was a good nucleus of guys, and then you know when those that first team kind of got out, and there was different guys that kind of went into that area. Right. And but it the one the two constants were, were Tom and Bill. Right. You know and right. There's a lot of whole lot of debate going on right about now about all that right now. Right. And, but I think a lot of it was both. Yeah. 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 It's interesting. I mean, up until like the Giants have would have like winning years and then they would just suck. And then it's a tough place to play. Yeah. A lot of expectation, a lot of distraction. Mm -hmm. uh, the media in New York is very tough. I mean, we all know. Yeah. I, you know, so it, yeah. it's 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 hard. Yeah, it's it's not easy to win this league, and it's a quarterback league. And I mean, this yeah. is a time where you know Buffalo had a really good quarterback, and, and the Giants did too. And he gets hurt, and they found a way. Yeah, you know, and that that's what depth, good defense, good situational football can do for a team. Mm -hmm. 
It was cool to see the two different styles. Yeah. Because you had the, you know, it was almost, you know, the, the high flyer Buffalo Bills. Yeah. Against the dirty, nasty New York Giants. Yeah, you know what in we're a gonna, good way. We, we know you know what we're going to run. Yeah, and we try know and what stop we're going to run. And, yeah, <laughs> the yeah. Uh, the Bills still haven't won a Super Bowl. Crazy. So if you're a team now, like when they're having a rough year this year, but yeah, you know, recently they've been contending, and does the history play into it? Kind of like the Red Sox or the Cubs, like the the. The curse kind of like you hear in the media constantly, like there's for, something going on. Like, Well, for me, I wasn't a part of the first three Super Bowls or the the undefeated season. I was in the second group of three. Right. So it was, <laughs> God. It was uh, you know, there were different generations. So right. I always, we always had to hear about Teddy Bruschi, Willie McGinnis, fucking Kevin Falk, Troy Brown, and how these guys made the plays, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, you know, you go out and win a Super Bowl, and you're still hearing it. Well, these guys did it two, three, so then you get competitive with it. Right. You wanted to be, you know. So I don't know. It could, it could steer you different ways, and yeah, you do think about history. It is in your head, though. You know, but it, yeah, it, it was in our head. It was yeah. in my head. Yeah. I can't speak for everyone. Yeah. But yeah. for me, that motivated me. I wanted to be like them. Right. You know, I was sick of hearing about them. I wanted to hear about <laughs> us. Yeah. You know, because they were. I mean, they were the first to do it. Yeah. They, and it was. They. You know, it was. It's hard when. Everyone knows about you. Right. Everyone knows about them. Knows about us because of them. So everyone hated us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. But, you know, uh, Parcells went on to retire after this year. His first retirement. That was a big fallout. Uh, um, and then Bill leaving, going to take the Browns head coaching job, another cursed franchise. And Tom Coughlin took over BC uh, as a head coach. So those were kind of the big, the big departures, brain drain from the Giants coaching staff. Yeah. Belichick goes to the Browns. Do you secretly wish Belichick go- comes back to the Giants? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I never hated on the Patriots. Yeah. You know, Tom- it was very, it was very much because of him, and also uh, uh, took some of the staff. Also, yeah. Um, uh, Cronell, RC. Yeah, and love those guys. Yeah. So you knew that discipline. That kind of like we always carried it like as Giant fans like we were old school, disciplined, real like legit football. Yeah. That it was up in New England. I couldn't. I admired it. I couldn't hate on it. You could always tell when we were in New York playing against the Giants. He 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 loved the Giants. Yeah. And you could just tell. I mean, it was you know yeah. a huge part of his his start. Yeah. You know how he talked about those teams. How he talked about LT Pepper Johnson, Phil right. Sims, and. And, and the stories of all those guys. You know, like, yeah. he, he loved the Giants. Yeah. You know? And, yeah. They and, have kind of similar DNA, I guess, because of those guys. Is this 91 defense one of the greatest of all time, the greatest of all time, or one of the great? Everyone throws the 85 Bears. No, They don't really get the the cred, really, if you think about it. Who, the Giants? Giants, 91 yeah. defense here. Yeah. I mean, you just asking that question, best of all time, is like I didn't, never even thought of them in that term. Carson was gone, I think. It was Banks and LT. Yep, and Pep. Yep, and Steve Diossi. Yeah, yeah. I think I don't you gotta know. Put, man, if LT's on your you, LT, automatically makes him more. Uh, People just think he yeah. rushed the passer. That dude did everything. He did everything. I mean, I remember. I remember Bill would throw on. We would we would struggle with. Uh, there was like this trap where they do this double pull. 
and they still run the same damn plays, you know. Yeah. Nowadays, <laughs> back then. Yeah. And the defensive end is supposed to – got to set the edge, but it's hard because you have two guys and they can pop through and, and they can get through. Right. So you, you got to really blow it up, but you can't overblow it up because they can bounce it because you're the force. You're, right. You're, or you're the, you know, you're the edge. And if the edge is broken, then there's no help. And we were struggling with this, so he brought back this one play of LT. He blew up both the fucking pullers and tackled the guy right away. Oh, my God. And it was, he's like, this is how you fucking do it. This guy, watch him. Everyone yeah. just thinks, you know what I mean? Yeah, we'll just, we'll just be LT. Yeah. He's one of those guys. Oh, my God. Now, would you rather lose three Super Bowls in a row or not make it to a Super Bowl? Not make it. I don't know. I think I got to lose three. You do? Yeah. Well, you're a, four. You're well, a as four. a fan, not as a player. Yeah. What about as a player? As a player, go you got to go. I want to go. You got to go. Got to at least play in the show. Yeah. And you may not win the show, but you're still, you got to go to the show. Yeah. See where it stacks up. This is why you're a great athlete. Yeah. And but I, a fan, I you tell know. jokes about my dogs. <laughs> Because I would, I'm like, oh, that's going to hurt. <laughs> oh, that's going to hurt so much. Why don't we just not? Yeah. yeah. You just have it in you. You're just, ah. But, I mean, what do you think Bill's fans say? I don't know. They're they're in a tough one right now. Yeah. Jackie, we have any leftovers? Um, we had a pretty clean episode, but we do have a, a leftover question that we, we love to throw out to everybody. Uh, Tom, we love... Great locker room stories. So we were wondering, do you have any great green room stories from touring with Seinfeld back in the heyday? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, this was a little later, and he was back playing the Beacon. And he's going to play the Beacon. I'm going to open for him. And, and then we're going to like Columbus, Ohio or something the next day. And the Beacon has very small, tight, it's an old building, tight dressing rooms. You got to take this little elevator up to each floor. to So that to, to, I'm there early and I'm in the little green room and uh, I'm waiting for Jerry. And I figure out, well, it's been a while and I haven't seen him in a bit. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to, uh, not a big thing, but just play a little joke that I fell asleep. He's, he's so late that I fell asleep. So I like loosen my tie and undo my belt and I'm just kicked back on this couch. I hear the elevator coming up and I'm just like, kind of like look like I'm drooling on myself and the elevator opens up and I hear Jerry go, oh, and I open my eyes. It's Jerry Seinfeld, Steve Martin and Tom Hanks. I'm like my coach with Parcells. <laughs> Need a ride? <laughs> right? I'm like, oh, hey, I'm just doing a bit. I'm just being funny. And they're like, hey, nice to meet you. Oh, my God. <laughs> you guys need a ride home? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Anyone? I'm going, I'm going downtown. Anybody want to share a cab? <laughs> oh, my gosh. It was pretty humiliating. I mean, see, I Mar get the guy a job. <laughs> And then he come in and he's sleeping. What's the deal with bitch? Very funny, Tom. 
very funny. <laughs> uh, so let's score the game. The name of the game is Wide Right. We all know it. We, we used all to have know a play one. call off of it. And we used to have a sign where we'd have the picture of it. Like on our tip sheets, we'd have a tip sheet before each game. Uh-huh. Give you reminders. And we used to have a play call Wide Right. And it, on the reminder tip sheet, it was the picture of the Wide Right. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll be right back after this quick break. I am the ferryman. In the shadows of the afterlife, the ferryman of souls guides America's most influential spirits to their eternal rest. Where are you taking me? Are you death? This road is not on any map. How much for a ticket? All I ask for in payment is a tale. I don't know who got to Kennedy first. And the devastation those first bombs caused. I've never been to hell, but I know intimately the hymns of the damned. All 12 episodes of The Passage are available now. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Every family has skeletons in their closet. Mine certainly does. Ones that go back a hundred years and reach thousands of miles back to our hometown in Sicily. Ever since I can remember, my relatives told the story of my great-great-grandmother who was killed by the mafia. I'm Joe Piazza, and in my new podcast, I'm taking on a generational vendetta, visiting the scene of the crime, confronting mafia experts, tracking down Italian officials, and even consulting mediums to set the record straight on my great-great-grandmother's mysterious disappearance. And in between the fact-finding missions, I'll be drinking a lot of wine and eating all of the pasta. Come to Italy with me to solve this 100-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Score the game presented God. by WinBet. This is a segment where we score our game and see where this specific game stands in like all our games that we've done. Oh, okay. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a good one. Stakes zero to ten decimals. Okay. Score the stakes of this game. Da da da. The stakes. I uh, can it get any higher? Can't. No. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So whatever the max is. Ten? Ten. Ten. Ten for all the marbles. Yeah. You got ten. Star power. Oh, man. It's Super Bowl. Super Bowl. And both sides have their stars. What do you got, Tyler? Stars. We're just throwing tens out for everything. There's 
different levels of Super Bowls, right? Like a back-to-back Super Bowl or like an undefeated season Super Bowl. You know, like un- it's fine. It's okay. You're saying okay. too many tens? We've been just handing out tens. We handed out a ten to Game Five of an NBA Finals. Like, what are we doing here? Right. Well, well it's, you're it's, well, you're right. I mean, to his point, uh, Hostetler. He's got to drop us a couple points. He wasn't a star. He was a. So is that stakes or is that star power? Because there is a star power. Uh, stakes are super high. I okay. think stakes are a ten. All right, star power. Uh, star power. Whitney did the Whitney national though. anthem. Yeah, Kuwait War. <laughs> she, yeah, but she wasn't playing football. Was she? <laughs> All right, nine point eight. <laughs> <laughs> Gameplay. Time sucking giants against yeah. the high flyer Buffalo Bills that couldn't score in the red area. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's kind of like when the Devils would win yeah. in the NHL. Yeah. Like they were just dominant, but so boring to watch. Yeah. You know, is this gameplay like the game plan or the entertaining part of watching it? I would say like just the gameplay of the game. The top play was a missed kick, by the way, too, just to put that in frame reference. Yeah, I was leaning more toward entertainment value. Was it entertaining? Yeah. It was a grind. It was upsetting. I was tense the whole time. Probably smoked way too much weed. <laughs> Gameplay. Yeah, it was kind of a grindy, dirty game, right? Like a seven? Seven. That's, that's, that's fair. That's fair. The name of the game, Wide Right. If you ask anyone Wide Right, people know this game. Yeah, for sure. So one, zero out of ten. Wide right. Papa, where does it where does it go? I would say ten, except for your producer. So I'm gonna say nine. <laughs> oh look, Kyler! Finally, finally. This Get is it. up there for all time this games is, with this names. Is an like, all timer. Let's this see. This is thrilling in Manila level. Like I love wide right. Everyone, you say it, and everyone knows it. Everyone knows, everyone wide, knows right. wide right. Where does it stack up, lexicon? boys? Eight point nine five. Now let's see some of the games we've done with some of the people we've done. Where does it stack up? Nice. It's up there. We're right there in the fourth spot, right below the Yankees Red Sox 2004 ALCS. Sorry, Tom. Oof. Was that the, yeah. That was a, that was not a great. rough one for a New Yorker. Oh, once that, once the, the mitt, the catcher's mitt went in A-Rod's face. <laughs> it was over. Yeah. From there. I started thinking about football. Oh, good old Veritech. Veritech. The captain. Verdugo's going to the Yanks. Yeah. What do you think about that? I don't like it. <laughs> Man, well, I had a blast with this, Tom. So great. Did we did we miss anything about this game? Uh well, my buddy didn't have to go to war. That I mean And he got his victory. <laughs> pieces. So pieces. not only was it a great game, not only was it fun to talk about, but in a way we saved his life. In a way you did. No, we did. We you and me. I wasn't I I was four. Yeah, but I'm giving you credit. I'll take it. <laughs> You're the best. <laughs> do, you, do you have anything to plug other than we got what, what is uh? He just finished his stand up tour. Yeah, special. The next tour is starting to roll. Uh, just go to Tom Papa on all on all things, and you'll find me. Instagram, my website, my mailbox. That's a great name too. Charlotte, January twelfth. Charlotte, North Carolina. There it is. Come on and stand up. Take your shirt off. Twist it around your head like, like a, a helicopter. helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> this you, was Tom. really great. Thank you. I appreciate so you. So cool.
We have to take a picture. I gotta show. Definitely. I gotta show Matt Damon who I was hanging with. Whoa. Matt Damon. Whoa. Yeah. You got. I. You got to tell him the the story about where I was randomly riding my bike in Brooklyn. <laughs> and he lives there, I guess. And I saw him randomly, like, "Hey, Matt, how you doing?" He's like, "Who are you?" It's Edelman. He's like, "Ah." Oh. <laughs> he, it was. He was a cool. I we, we yeah. We met up a couple times. He's a sweetheart, but Affleck, on the other hand, you tell him. Yeah. Really? <laughs> You're gonna let him have it? Nah. I'll tell him anyway. We got some beef. <laughs> some of you want to see a real Batman? Come tell me. <laughs> I'm on it. Man, that was an awesome episode. Dom Papa. That was my Jerry Seinfeld for you. Yeah, I did. I got a little Seinfeld in there. What's the deal with this guy? His name's Papa, but he's not my father. <laughs> that was that'd be a Seinfeld bit, wouldn't he? Yeah. He'd be like, "Yeah, write that down. This is going in the special." Yeah, I was confused. <laughs> it said his name was Tom Papa, but he doesn't have a kid. I don't know. What's the deal? <laughs> nah, he was awesome though. That was sick. No, that was fun. It was good to hear his his come up and and to hear how he kind of used a little bit of that athlete mentality in his stand up career. Yeah, you know, what was that about? No chicks, no partying, bro. Just writing. I mean. Spiral notebooks? Come on, bro. No days off, Jack. I know. No days off, it. Jack. I'm trying to party and have fun, man, in the green right. room. It'll come. I know. What did, what did Seinfeld say? You got to like... The, yeah. You got to do good at... Invest in the craft, and then the craft will invest and give you reward or something? Yeah, something lame like that. It was sometime. <laughs> no, it was fun, man. I can't wait to continue to watch him, and I look forward to seeing his new stand-up. Yeah, for real. In honor of... The wide right game, one of the most painful endings in sports history, especially for the folks up in Buffalo. We're going to talk about some of the most painful missed kicks or just botched field goals to end games in all of football. All of football? We're going to put together a little top five. What do you think? Can we come to a consensus? You, me, and Kyler. Let's do it. Let's do it. Starting off, the kick six. You got the kick six, Bama and Auburn. You got the double doink, Eagles and Bears. You got the Romo botch snap, not even a missed field goal, just a botch snap in that uh, playoff game against the Seahawks. And then you got, I mean, I guess we'll lump these all together. It's almost got to be one for me when you can, you can put it like a godfather. You got wide right one, wide right two, those Florida State Miami ones. Those I don't know. Right. Those are tough. We got a couple. We got. Um, I think Florida State Miami. What was that? That's a rivalry game. That's a rivalry game for I sure. Mean, so, but it's, it's and it's also it's college, man. It's college. Where do you? Where do you I put them on a lower scale. Even Those kids aren't six? pro kickers. Like, that's tough. That's tough for a college. Like, you know what I mean? This kid probably... No, I know. He's doing a halftime thing where the coach had an audition for fucking some <laughs> kickoff thing, and all of a sudden they signed him, and he they had the video of the, of the house, team yeah. giving him a scholarship. Kid ain't... He ain't getting $2 million to kick. What about the maybe kick? Maybe he is. With the NIL I, days. Do you remember that there's a regular season game? I think it was the Saints, maybe Jags, where there was a full-on, like, uh, lateral kickoff situation with like no time left and they actually had it work like a annex section of puerto rico and it actually worked yeah. and then they missed the extra point to lose the game after they scored a touchdown yes, let me look that one up it's not the will lutz one from 2022 it was like carney was the yeah i don't you know i i'm not one of those guys that sits and buries on killing the kicker after a, a game losing kick because the game's not lost or won on that kick 
there's about 15 to 30 other plays it came down to. Spoken like a true teamer. You know, and I feel I feel for my guys. Those, you know, I, Steve, Gaskowski, Nick Folk. Those are my guys. Okay? Oh, Kyler alluded to the, the River City Relay. It's got a name. Got a name? Should we River do it? River City 2003. Relay. 2003, the Jags were leading 20-13. to 13. The Saints used three laterals to score a touchdown as time expired in regulation. However, New Orleans kicker John Carney missed the ensuing extra point and would have sent the game into overtime, but instead the Jags. That's short the PAT, too. That was pre, pre-moving it back. That's three-yard PAT. Yeah, prior to making it a football play, as Bill would say. That hurts. That hurts. River City Relay. River City what Relay. What did you say? Who would say what? Bill, because Bill, he said make it a football play, right? That's why he was the one, I think, that lobbied to move the extra point back. It's good. I think, yeah, it's, it makes it more interesting. I think wow. that was a bill term. A foot, make this a football sure. play. Let's get all right. Let's get let's get Let's rank these. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. So wide rights. That's the last college. I'm putting that fifth. It's yeah. also, it's an what about this wide right? Is this one in here? Yeah, this one's in here. I think this might be number one. Honestly, the butterfly effect. Super Bowl. I mean, but the kick six. The kick six is wild because usually a missed kick is just like sadness, but like the kick six, the sadness led to a great football play. So that like was there such was good football yeah. in that, that was, play. I mean, that changed play calling for that situation. One second left. Because if you, if you, I mean, if you think about it, and that's why they do that on those extra long ones, they put those fast guys back there because you got all linemen on there for the kickoff or for the, the field goal team. It's fucking travesty. You're done. That's, that's, that's the gamble. Was saying the other day. That's got to be. That's up there. That's 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 number two. Let's put kick, kick six, six is two. two. We got wide right at one. Three. I think you gotta go. Speaking of butterfly effect, the Romo botch snap. I mean, Dallas hadn't won a playoff game since. No, they won one last year. Yeah, they beat. Did the, they? Yeah, they won they beat the Bucks. Year. Okay, pardon me. Double doink. It's like oh. that's extra heartbreaking because you got your heart broken twice. And and <laughs> the Eagles went on to win that year. They did. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, they beat beat the Pats, right? That year. Yeah. Oh, uh, no, 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 no. That was to repeat. That was to repeat. They won the year before. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. yeah. Yeah. So then it goes three Romo, double dyke four. You think Romo is more heartbreaking? Or are you going... You One think, is the most heartbreaking. Yeah. You think Romo is more heartbreaking than the double doink? Yeah, dude. That's okay. the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. Okay. When you when you have that star in your helmet, there's a different standard. Okay. You're America's team, I guess. I feel like I just called called into Jerry's office when I signed with the Cowboys. I mean, I am eating a fucking egg McMuffin with salt and pepper and extra ketchup on it. Isn't that what he's eating? In his I think he is. He loves an egg McMuffin, he's bro. Salting down an egg McMuffin. I'm like that man likes salt. Liberal with the salt, brother. All right, what's the sodium what's, levels through the roof? What's the fifth one? Fifth. Let's go FSU Miami. Wide right one through five. Fives for the boys. River City. I mean, we didn't know about it. And this is that was. It's a regular season game. Anything related to Jacksonville can only be ranked so Nah, I mean, Jacksonville. I like Jacksonville. Here they go. Our final rankings. Ready? Yeah. Wide right, number one. Kick six, number two. Romo bot snap against the Seahawks, number three. Fourth, the double doink. Number five, the wide right series. Pretty good list. That's good. I think that's correct. Painful. 
What do you guys think? I want we want to hear in the comment section below. Blow us up. I want to hear what you guys. I want to hear arguments. I want to hear replies. Let's see it. What an episode! Thanks again to Tom Papa for coming on. It just—I like saying his name. It reminds me of Papa Smurf. Me too, Tom Papa. Tom reminds Papa. Me of John Popper from the uh, Blues Traveler. Yeah, that's a good comic name. Good stage name. It is. Yeah. That's been another episode of Games with Names presented by WinBet. Remember to follow Games with Names on YouTube, Instagram, X, TikTok, and Snapchat. We'll see you guys next week. Games with Names is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I am the ferryman in the shadows of the afterlife the ferryman of souls guides america's most influential spirits to their eternal rest where are you taking me are you death this road is not on any map how much for a ticket all i ask for in payment is a tale i don't know who got to kennedy first and the devastation those first bombs caused i've never been to hell but i know intimately the hymns of the damned Binge this season of The Passage now. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Join late night legend John Stewart and the best news team for today's biggest headlines, exclusive extended interviews, and more. Now this is a second term we can all get behind. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.